teammates, welcome to the Journeys Through Leadership podcast. I am inspired by the 1% who raise their hand to serve and intrigued by their journeys. I created this platform to allow them a voice to share their stories. Leadership is a journey. It has no end, but it starts somewhere. And we will explore the events that shape our members during their journey through leadership. Hello again, teammates. Welcome to Episode 6 of the JTL Podcast. I'm your host, Chief Master Sergeant Denny Richardson, New York State Command Chief. In this episode, we will continue our Air National Guard outreach around the state of New York. And I'm happy to have with us today a member from the 174th Attack Wing in Syracuse, New York. Please join me in welcoming Senior Airman Carly Youngs. Welcome, Airman Youngs, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Outstanding. Now, Carly is a Security Force member uh, whose duties include protecting unit assets and their members, something that's extremely important when you talk about the mission set of the 174th Attack Wing, which operates uh, the RPA's remotely piloted aircraft. And she is here to tell us her story. First of all, thank you for what you do. Thank you for being here with, with us today. And are you ready to kick this off? I hope so. All right. <laughs> all right. So uh, why don't we start by, um, you know, getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, so remove the rank. Uh, who is Carly Youngs? Well, I, uh, I grew up in a small town, graduated with a class of 35 people. 35. Yeah, very, very small town. Um, I have two sisters who are older than me, three nieces and two nephews. Um, I enjoy being outdoors. I ride motorcycle, kayak. Um, I ice fish and snowboard, snowmobile. So I'm super active, um, but I really enjoy being outside and I'm very, very family oriented and everything I am today is because of them. Wow. Did you mention ice fishing? Yeah. Now, I'm definitely intrigued about the ice fishing portion. Um, you know, for those who know me, they know I don't like the cold. Uh, so what's it like being out there ice fishing? I mean, what kind of protection do you have? <laughs> well, I have an ice shanty so in uh, a little portable heater. So, you know, you just walk out as far as you feel like and put a hole in the ice, and then you hot box in a small ice shanty. You can wear shorts if you wanted to. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll pass. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. I greatly appreciate it. Um, so let's talk about your career path. Um, And what made you decide to join the Air National Guard? Well, my grandfather, Arthur, was in the Air Force. Um, My dad served 33 years. Um, He retired about four years ago or so from the 174th. And I'm the 11th person in my family, actually, to be in the Air Force. So um, I kind of grew up at the 174th. So a lot of my childhood memories are running around like the halls of medical, you know, Seeing all those people, those same faces I see today. So, yeah, so many of the folks I knew most of my life. Wow. And so that, that history and that, that heritage, um, that your family serving before you actually uh, motivated you to to want to do the same thing and follow in their footsteps. Um, yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's awesome. So um, I think your your dad was somebody important at the 174, <laughs> right? <laughs> yep, he was the, uh, the command chief. Yep. Well, wow, he was the command chief. So no pressure on you. 
oh, no, no big shoes to fill or anything like that. <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome. So thank you for sharing that. Greatly appreciate it. And um, I would like to pause a moment and give a shout out uh, to your family members, uh, your grandfather and your father, you know, for their service uh, to our great nation. So, um, and, and I thank both of those gentlemen for instilling the, the, the morals and values and standards in you um, to, to make you want to sit here in front of us today. So, uh, so a shout out to, uh, to uh, Papa Youngs <laughs> and Daddy Youngs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. So, uh, so why did you choose uh, your career field of security forces and uh, how has this experience uh, been for you? Well, I chose security forces because I wanted to make a difference. Um, I wanted to deploy and experience life in a different way. I mean, I I've met a lot of people who taught me a lot of things about the job and about myself. Um, as always, you make mistakes, but I learned from them, and they made me who I am today. I especially have to thank my dad, of course, for, you know, when I was young, walking me around to the different squadrons, and security forces was one of them. And he made a point of it to say that, Security Forces is one of the most family-oriented squadrons there are because you are family. You know, you're with each other day in and day out. You have to have each other's back. You have to trust each other. Um, and, yeah, you can, you can bicker back and forth, but at the end of the day, you're always going to be close mm -hmm. and know you're there for one another. Mm. Wow, that's outstanding. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, you mentioned about um, making mistakes. Uh, you know, I've made a ton of mistakes um, along the way, um, but, you know, the mistakes define you. And, uh, you know, us as leaders, you know, when young folks uh, make mistakes, our biggest thing is we have to learn not to overreact uh, to those small mistakes. You know? okay. um, I'll, I'll share with you one mistake that I made, um, you know, when I was in Amherst Leadership School. I won't get into details, um, but I was, uh, I was given the letter of reprimand uh, in uh, Amherst Leadership School. Yeah, that's right. You, she's like, whoa, you, you got a letter of reprimand? Yes, I got a letter of reprimand in uh, Amherst Leadership School. Um, but you grow from that, you know, and it kind of makes you stronger. And but I use that as a focal point you know, so that when members make mistake, it keeps me grounded. It keeps me humble. So I don't overreact. Okay. Uh, and, you know, as long as the mistake is, is minimal, uh, where it doesn't stop you from serving or stop you wearing that uniform, okay. we can get beyond that. And, you know, exactly. so, so that was just a lesson to all my leaders out there. Uh, so if uh, if you run across. Uh, senior Airman Carly Youngs, and she makes a mistake. Do not overreact because she's a solid Airman. <laughs> so you mentioned a lot about all your outside activities um, and your family. So, um, so how do you balance life? Because uh, security forces and being in the Air National Guard is a very demanding, uh, you know, profession. Right. Well, time is always made for things that matter. In my mind, um, I've learned especially in the recent years that you can't take loved ones for granted. And um, so every opportunity I get to spend time with those I love, I take it. And not to mention taking time for yourself is important as well. You know, sometimes I think we, we put things on the back burner, our physical, spiritual, mental health, you know, and I think it's really important to step back, relax, and recoup when, when it's needed. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. Put your mask on first, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. We need you 110 uh, percent so that you can uh, help others. So I'm going to go back to your career fields because I think you do another something else that's uh, very important and near and dear uh, to my heart. Yeah. Um, and I think you're a member of the Base Honor Guard. I am. Wow. So yeah. talk about, um, you know, why the Base Honor Guard and your experiences as a uh, ceremonial guardsman. 
So uh, for probably a little over a year now, year and a half or so, I've been uh, Honor Guard coordinator at the 174th. Um, it has been very challenging and interesting, especially through the pandemic. Um, we are very busy. It's very demanding. Um, it is definitely something that you have to make sure you're okay to do. Um, going to funerals every day can be a little weighing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something I am honored to do. Um, having family in the military and being able to provide that service for families, it's very humbling and it makes me feel grateful for, to not only be able to provide that for families, but knowing that one day that my family will have that for me and I'll have that for my dad. And um, I just know it means a whole lot to a lot of people. Wow. Yeah, thank you for that. So for all of you that are listening out there, she's a full-time security force member, and she does base on a guard coordinator as a volunteer, correct? So actually, I um, am security forces on drill weekends as I do honor guard full time. Oh, so I had a reverse. Yeah. Oh, so you're honor guard. So, so now I'm really jealous, you know, because <laughs> when I did honor guard, I was only doing it on a volunteer basis. Yeah. You get to do it full time every day. Wow. Well, well, thank you for that. And uh, from one ceremonial guardsman uh, to, to another, um, a sincere appreciation uh, for what you do, for you, what you and your team does on, on a daily basis, because it is a, extremely um, important. Um, and I just want to share um, one term that we coined in the Honor Guard community, and it's called uh, rigid flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is where we get our standards from. And we, this is where we get our discipline, discipline from, because Every detail, there is no two details identical. So when you show up for a detail, you have to be ready for the unexpected. Uh, Because if a family member wants you to shift or change or do a little detail that's outside the regulations, we have to be able to flex. Uh, But we remain um, we remain rigid and we remain disciplined in accomplishing the mission. So, uh, so hats off to you and your team for what you do. Thank you, sir. What challenges have you faced um, and how have you overcome them? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> there's quite a lot, I feel. But <laughs> uh, I guess um, figuring out who to trust and who maybe not to a little bit. Um, but that comes with trial and error. Another challenge would definitely be being a woman in a male-dominant career field. Mm. There will always be people who expect you to fail, who don't see you as capable. But I set myself to a higher standard. Um, I'm very active and strive to just be as physically fit as those I work with. And I want my guys to know that if something were to go down, I'd have their back, and there would be no question about that. But... um, also learning that not everyone will see you as equal and seeing that for what what it is and moving forward from that. Mm-hmm. So those are just a few things. Wow, those are some serious, uh, uh, heavy challenges. Um, you know, you have to be being a, a you know, female in the male-dominated uh, profession, you know, it definitely um, has to be um, a challenge and has to be tough. Um, it, but in order to continue to build, you know, that that trust and those credible relation relationships, you have to be you, right? You know, and um, you know, and then folks will will respect you. So my mentor uh, Jerry started. Uh, he taught me um, a long time ago. He said, "Hey, there are three things 
um, that you, that will help you no matter where you are, at what stage, and what point you are in your career. Be yourself, trust your gut, and never stop building those credible relationships. Um, you know, so yeah, you keep going on your path, and um, they will respect you. So my next question for you is, uh, what advice uh, would you give to younger members looking to follow in your footsteps? Mm, that would definitely be to persevere. Hmm. Um, challenging times are to be expected, especially in the military. And a lot of time, the lifestyle can weigh heavy on you. Things will be hard, and you may feel like giving up, but don't let the job drain you of who you are. Hmm. Find the strength keep pushing, and don't forget how to smile when all is said and done. Smile. Yeah. <laughs> You've been doing a lot of smiling in here. Yeah, yeah they call me smiley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. So that, I think that smile comes from attitude. Um, you know, and I think uh, attitude is everything. You know, how you look at life, there is one thing that you can control. Uh, no matter what obstacles you're faced with and no matter what the environment is, one thing that we can control is our attitude, you know, how we react to things, you know. So, exactly. um, and, you know, just from sitting here, I just met you. Uh, and just from sitting here, I'm feeling the energy, uh, you know, and from your positive attitude. So, you know, you're actually re-blowing me. So I'm, I'm, oh, getting, a, I'm getting a lot more out of this podcast than, uh, <laughs> than, than anyone else. So, <laughs> um, but that, that's outstanding. So thank you for sharing. So, What's next uh, for Carly Young's? Uh, what does the future hold, uh, or what would you like to accomplish? Uh, well, after my Honor Guard tour is finished, I'd like to go back to security forces full-time, um, but also go back to school to get my bachelor's degree. I would like to commission, but eventually, I mean, either way, I would like to stay in until well after retirement, like my dad. Um, Seeing everything that he was able to do for me and my sisters growing up, I want to be able to provide that for my family one day. Wow. So you, you want to be an officer? Yeah, potentially. <laughs> I hope so. But either way, I know it'll, it'll pan out well because, you know, unless that you could still do really, really great things yeah, and yeah, go yeah. really far. That's awesome. Some of the uh, best officers I know um, have been enlisted first. Yeah, that's what uh, my dad's head said, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So your dad's a wise man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. So this next question um, I think is extremely important, and I think that um, you know, a lot of the, the younger members and our listeners, our um, leaders, uh, need to hear uh, your message on this next question. So what do you expect from us? What do you expect from your leaders? Um, well, leading by example, setting the standard, Exceeding expectations will earn respect by airmen and encourage them to work harder. I kind of compare it to a little kid who looks up to their older siblings for guidance. Mm -hmm. If they see their siblings doing chores, they will be more inclined to do them. But if they see them procrastinating or failing to do simple tasks, they will think it's okay or potentially follow suit. Mm -hmm. Airmen are impressionable at the beginning of their career. The first few years will set the stage for them in the future. Mm -hmm. And if their leaders fail them early on, they're only setting them up for failure down the road. Mm. Wow. Leading by example. <laughs> Those <Yep>. three words, <laughs> easily said, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it, it's something that we have to drive home. That we have to be able to lead our members, you know, by example, by showing them, you know, the, the way. Not necessarily, especially with the younger generation, not necessarily always telling you the way, you know, but 
showing you the way, you know, by our actions. You know? um, but yeah, thank you for sharing that. Greatly appreciate it. So what has been your greatest experience so far in your young career? How many years have you been in, by the way? Um, three and a half. Three and a half. You know, so three and a half years. And look, you're already a guest on the podcast. Look at that. Perfect. <laughs> so what has been your, your greatest experience in your, your, your very uh, young career? Actually, I have two that come to mind. Right. Um, one being graduating BMT and my dad being there in uniform. And uh, he shook my hand and there was a coin in there. So there, there's a picture that I have of him and I and we're both, you know, trying to keep our composure and we both have big old crocodile tears in our eyes because it was just a, such a, a moving moment for us both. Um, and definitely the other one would be presenting the American flag to an Air Force veteran who lived on the same road I actually grew up on and who was friends with my dad and my grandfather. Um, and after I presented the flag to her, I told her who I was and that it was an honor to do this for her and her family. And in that moment, they all began to cry and thanked me. And she said, it is our honor, knowing how much that had meant to them to have someone who was not only from the same town, but also who was friends to Butch. His name was Butch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and their family had meant a lot to me. And although it's a sad thing, I will never forget that feeling. Wow. Man, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, greatly appreciate it. So you mentioned a lot, uh, you know, during uh, this session here uh, about your, your dad. Yeah. And, and so your dad has made uh, quite the impression on you. Yes. Uh, and, um, I, you know, if, if I can give a, um, once again, a shout out uh, to retired uh, Chief Young's uh, job well done. Uh, because every time she's speaking about dad and speaking about family, um, she can't control, you know, the, the, the smile, you know, on her face, you know, so she is so very proud of the, the legacy, you know, that her family um, has left for her. And, and I'm here to tell you that she's ready to carry on that torch and ready to carry on that legacy. Um, so what do you like the most about being in the military and how do you stay motivated to perform at a high level? Well, I feel like there isn't one particular thing. You know, it's like, uh, I don't even know how to express it. It's like I raised, I raised my right hand to stand for something greater, and I knew how much impact that would have. Um, and I stand for people who came before me who can no longer, the people who made the ultimate sacrifice, those who came home, different men and women, taking on the burdens of the world so others don't have to. And it's not a what that I stand for, but more so a who I stand for yeah. uh, in the military. But that is also what motivates me to do my best and inspire those around me to do the same. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a powerful message from a senior airman a senior airman in the Air National Guard. The future of the Air National Guard is extremely bright. I couldn't have put it any better myself. Um, you know, and you talked about the who, who you're serving. That, that's important because, you know, we, you know, everyone talks about the why. Know your why, you know, and I think we know our why, you know, because we're wearing this uniform. That's our why, you know, that, that who piece. 
you know, and I think if you find and you are able to find, you know, who you're serving, that's where you'll find your purpose. Um, and, you know, for you knowing your purpose at such a, um, a young stage in your career, um, man, I can't wait to see, <laughs> you know, what becomes of a senior airman uh, young. So uh, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> so what is the number one item on your bucket list? See, I, I tried to think this one through. I was like, oh, what, what do I really want in life? And I really couldn't pinpoint one singular desire. Um, but with that being said, I just want to live for today, uh, be spontaneous, do something exciting, go places, experience everything I can, because we aren't given an end date. So as long as I live every day with purpose, I will have fulfillment with the life I lived. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> in other words, you have an endless bucket list. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, so you accomplish one thing and you're on to the next. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. Yeah, good stuff. So uh, we're close to the end of this podcast. Uh, so um, what about uh, closing comments? Um, what thoughts or messages would you like to uh, leave with our listeners? Well, I, I found a quote online from Henry Ford that says, when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. And that to me means that you will always be faced with adversity and life will always feel like an uphill struggle at some points at least. So overcoming that is what will allow us to grow and go far and using it as our fuel to do so. Um, So just Keep pushing, keep striving. Hardships will come, but never be afraid to find help if you need help. And just really looking yourself in the mirror and being okay with what you see and just pushing on. Outstanding. Well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, this, is, this has been fun. Uh, this has been uh, enlightening. I definitely enjoy uh, sitting down, uh, speaking with the younger members. You know. So hopefully he's not listening, but you know, don't tell Jim LaBarge, but um, I think uh, Aaron Young's was my favorite interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't tell him. Yeah, don't tell him. <laughs> so it's all, it'll be all secret. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, teamies, episode six is a wrap. Aaron Young's. I thank you for the conversation today and your willingness to share your story. We wish you uh, much luck and success as you continue to navigate uh, your career. The future of the New York Air National Guard is very bright because of motivated and professional members like yourself. Much respect to you, um, and we appreciate you. Thanks, Chief. That means a lot. Well, teammates, another successful recording session complete. As always, a shout out uh, to the person behind the scenes, keeping us organized and on point, Mrs. Jackie Lyons. Uh, Thank you very much. Until the next JTL episode, I leave you with a quote from the great Maya Angelou. And I quote, don't make money your goal. Instead, pursue the things you love doing and then do them so well that people can't take their eyes off you. End quote. Go fast. Go far, live with passion, and keep aiming high, teamies. Until the next time, Chief out.